Welcome to the Swisspreneur Show, a podcast about startup stories and hands-on learnings from experienced entrepreneurs. My name is Sylvan, and I will be your host. Fabian, a very well welcome to the Swisspreneur Show. It's a pleasure to have you here today. Hi, Silvan. Uh, thank you. The pleasure is, is mine. Fabian, you're the CTO and co-founder of Unisource, a company that provides a sensitive and fast analysis solution for the entire semiconductor ecosystem. A very important and also relevant topic to talk about, so I'm looking forward to our discussion. What I would like to learn more about is what actually motivated you to start your own company. So it was a, a very natural uh, process. So I always, always wanted to build something with, uh, with an impact. And uh, a bit more than uh, two and a half years ago, um, I was contacted and they asked me if I want to join Unisource for, uh, for a small project. At uh, that time, Unisource was in the communication phase with the Pioneer Fellowship from, um, from ETH. And yeah, the, the project was very successful. I really enjoyed to work with the team. And then they asked me, do you want to join for, as a co-founder? And for me, it was definitely clear this is a great opportunity and, and maybe a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. And I, I said, yes, of course. Wow, uh, that's a very cool story of how you actually, uh, you know, happened to start your own company. What was so motivating for you, um, you know, to get involved with Unisource, but also in general to start your own company? You mentioned you wanted to have an impact. Was there any specific impact that you were looking for? I mean, I, I like to engineer and solve problems. And I learned that just solving problems, I mean... There are problems that are really nice features, but there are also things that really change how how people live and also make things more um, efficient. And and I mean, with Unisource, this is a perfect way. We we can engineer a great uh, product, but we can also help our customers, and we have a kind of a positive impact on the on the environment. I think that's a very good motivation to have. You talked about solving problems. So what's the specific problem that you solve with your startup, with Unisource? So the, the semiconductor industry, these are the guys uh, producing the computer chips. They have to trash between 10 and 40% of the produced computer chips. And wow. this is due to defects caused by contamination. And if you have a look at how computer chips are produced, it, it needs around four to six weeks and they have over a thousand steps where they, they form very special and tiny patterns on the surface. And at the end, they, they check these computer chips and they realize they are not working or the quality is not as good as they, they hoped for. And then they have to look for with what kind of contamination from which process step um, kind of destroyed this pattern. And this is also becoming kind of a larger problem because advancing the, with the advancing technology, these, these patterns need to become smaller. And smaller patterns means it becomes vulnerable to even smaller contamination. And maybe um, some of you have followed how Intel really struggled to move to their uh, 10 nanometer um, architecture for multiple years. Um, I mean, they don't they don't kind of disclose what are the sources, but contamination can be one of the of the major major facts, because because uh, Intel, for example, in in last year at uh, at an ultra pure micro uh, congress event, they really stated that their suppliers have to improve the quality control, and they cannot. I mean, the only tool that could kind of solve this problem costs thirty million, and they simply 
cannot enforce uh, a 40 or 50 million revenue company to buy such a tool. Wow, that's a very, very relevant problem to solve. Uh, I wasn't aware that this is such a big thing. So that's very impressive to see. Did you also protect your solution under any, you know, IP rights or anything of that sort? Uh, yes, exactly. There is a there are patents, also trade secrets. I mean, we know that we, uh, yeah, as a every good strategy, you not you don't want to publish everything. Right, that makes sense. And what experience does your team actually bring to the table? What's the background of of your team or the team behind Unisource? So our CEO, Ali, um, he has a, a PhD in, uh, in nanotechnology. And he also went through this, this whole process of the Pioneer Fellowship with ETH. Uh, but before, every, uh, before all of this, he, he worked five years in the, the semiconductor industry in, uh, in South Korea, where he worked with, um, also in projects with, uh, with Samsung. And uh, he learned the culture and how to speak Korean, which, which sounds very, um, how to say, it sounds a bit special, but the funny story was like last year he was in Korea and uh, a few startups presented and he realized that it was very difficult to communicate with the, um, with the local people. And he just started out of nowhere. He started uh, to present in, in Korean. And <laughs> I mean, th this is, this was, um, I'd say in the end, everybody was talking about the Swiss guy who talked Korean. Yeah. That must have been very impressive for them. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was really, this was kind of the start to, to bridge uh, and get really close to, to these guys. Mm -hmm. And yeah, he also presented at other events and he started to build up a, a network of, uh, of experts and, uh, and key people we can ask for help or also to promote our technology. And the, the, the second kind of co-founder of mine, he's a, he's a hardware genius, it's Timo. So he has an own workshop with all these uh, tools and he, um, so we, we use existing modules. So we take these modules and uh, he makes some minor but very crucial adaptations that they fit our needs. And he's also an expert in contamination, how to control it. And myself, I, I'm uh, responsible for the analysis and also control software, but also have experience in, in project ma uh, management and also financial planning. Awesome. Sounds like a good and diverse mix uh, of the skill sets behind your team. Yes, exactly. Can you, and, can I mean, you also, yes, sorry. And we can also rely on, um, I mean, we had really the pleasure to, to benefit from, from different programs like the Pioneer Fellowship and, and Venture Lab right. and InnoSwiss Coaching. And, and this really helped a lot to, to also get the, the business side. And it was also, I mean, we talked with, with many experts, like I think we have over 100 meetings and it was really yeah, crucial to get these feedback from advisors and also from these experts to extract what we really need to do. Absolutely. And, you know, it's also that's a, a good point, you know, also adapting for the business side and learning that part. Um, there's a good saying from Naval, the co-founder of AngelList. He says, it's easier to teach uh, an engineer business than teaching <laughs> engineering to a business person. So I think uh, that's something that you can really also adapt and get uh, on the go, basically. Exactly. Let's talk about your milestones. Um, what milestones have you recently reached with your company? So at the, at the beginning of the year, we were able to kind of push our detection limit to in the 10 nanometer range. And 
this is considered as a, a really large breakthrough because the the thirty million dollar tool I talked previously, they we're not. I mean, they don't kind of publish or say what their detection limit is, but we heard that's actually worse. So. So this uh, created a lot of impact and um, we got uh, contacted by the International Roadmap Committee. So these are the, the guys that work together for the industry to, to solve the challenges they, um, how to say that the industry has to overcome to advance. And this contamination detection is really a major problem of them. We, we started a project with them, which was extremely successful. And they said, yeah, we, we want to continue to do this project. And even, uh, even Samsung decided to, to, to join these uh, projects. Wow. And yeah, in the meantime, due to the, the publicity we got, we also started a free po uh, project with other um, kind of semiconductor companies from the United States. That's very, like, that's incredible. Uh, you seem to be on a very good path, but at the same time, this also raises the question of competition. How does the competitive landscape on the market side look like? So we, we actually don't have kind of direct competitors, but of course we, there is some competition. And one is uh, KLA. They produce this uh, $30 million tool, which is basically doing the same, but it's, as I said, extremely expensive. And, and only Intel or Samsung, these high-end facilities can afford uh, such a tool and they can only use it for very limited, um, how to say, very limited applications. And there is no way as a, that a supplier from, from Intel can afford such a tool or that uh, a kind of another even medium or large-sized semiconductor company can just afford such a tool for R&D. Right. And... Then there is a second tool. These are the, the scanning electron microscopes. Um, they are very sensitive, but they just need multiple days or even weeks to detect contamination. And kind of the affordable tools, uh, which, which are in around uh, $1 million, they also require a lot of manual work. So it's, it's not really practical to use in, in real life. So you basically hit the sweet spot there. Your solution is cheaper, but still doesn't require that many manual labor uh, to really actually deliver good results in a timely manner. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, we all know that building a company is something incredibly difficult and tough also. Uh, it's a, like a roller coaster ride with all the ups and downs. What were some of the toughest challenges that you had to, to overcome uh, when building Unisource? So, I mean, our technology is extremely versatile, but we, we, we enhance like optical signals to make it easier to detect it. And this is so many different applications. And in the beginning, we, we wanted to make a tool that's, that's kind of suitable for the semiconductor industry, but fulfills all the demands that were, were out there. And then we realized, okay, the development is, is way too long and also too expensive. And then we were, we're able to really simplify the tool. So with simplifying it, we mean we, we can really buy two modules from, from suppliers. We, we mount them together, make some minor but very crucial adaptations. Then we put our software on it. And uh, yeah, we have a, how to say, nearly unbeatable uh, product. Very nice. Yeah, that was for sure a big challenge to solve, but a, a very successful one at the end. Currently, you're also fundraising. How much money are you actually looking for and what will the funds be used for? 
So we need uh, 1.2 million for the next uh, 18 months. So we will will use it to continue our uh, marketing activities with the, for example, with the International Roadmap Committee, but also present at some major events like Ultra Pure Micro, where we, we have been for the last two years. Then we will, um, with this, we will sell our first tool, um, but we will also kind of continue to offer these, these analysis services. Because these analysis services, we see it as a, it's kind of crucial to co convince our customers about the value proposition. And with this, we target uh, 1 million revenue. But we will also use the money to, um, to extend our advisory um, board and file uh, at least another patent. But to, yeah, to maybe to, to give a remark on this, in the, yeah, in the last days, um, yeah, we got contacted by, um, by two uh, semiconductor companies who want to form a, a strategic collaboration. So we are now um, thinking about more pushing a, to, a, to kind of a bridge round with, uh, with convertible loans to, to push these um, strategic collaborations and then raise an equity round in six to nine months. So yeah, these are the, the things we are currently evaluating. And that uh, financing round in six to 12 months will probably be significantly higher than what you're looking for at the moment, right? Exactly, yes. Do you already have a rough estimation how much you would be raising if that's the case? So in this case, you would be in the range of 4 million Swiss francs. Okay, perfect. Yeah, very exciting times ahead. That's a, a very nice development that you're basically pulling off there. Yes, and um, I mean, in some case, we also have to be lucky for this um, crisis. I mean, we had there are, there are some uh, how to say some benefits we we had because the companies before they said like now we cannot send you your your samples because uh, they are confidential, and now with the whole situation that we cannot visit them, they started to to get okay. We we sign NDAs and we send you these samples. So that's also. Yeah, interesting times. Yeah, opportunities that were impossible before suddenly get possible, right? Exactly, yes. Fantastic. So to sort of wrap up the session for today, I prepare, prepared three rapid fire questions for you. I give you just a short question and uh, you can answer in one or two sentences. Are you ready? Uh, yes. Awesome. What was your summer job as a teenager? I assembled uh, mounting structures for uh, traffic signs. <laughs> nice. Not semiconductors yet, but no. <laughs> something else. <laughs> what are you most proud of in your life? I won um, the third place in, in National League B in, in wrestling with my team from Weinfelden. Wow. And yeah, during this time, I, I commuted like four hours per day uh, for my studies at ETH and... I'm still surprised that somehow I was able to to practice nearly every day and compete at weekends. <laughs> you must be motivated to uh, to go for that championship. Yes, exactly. And what's a surprising fact that people don't know about you? You you kind of briefly mentioned it before. So um, before I decided what I want to study, I wasn't sure if I want to go to, uh, for economics in St. Gallen or engineering at ETH. And then, as you said, my, my father told me, yeah, go for engineering because you can still move to business afterwards. 
and uh, <laughs> I have to be I mean now it's it's more true than ever because I really got the opportunity to to kind of go to so many interesting workshops or participate in courses at ETH and experiences in real life um, that I can say it's really true. <laughs> yeah, and you literally, you, you are just doing that at the moment as we speak, exactly. right? Exactly. You're moving into the business world. Hey, Fabian, that was a lot of fun. Thank you so much for the nice and uh, exciting uh, insights that you provided us with. And we wish you all the best for the future and hopefully some great deals with the semiconductor producers. Thank you very much. And uh, thank you for the opportunity to talk with you. Today's episode was brought to you by SBB Startup. If you think that your startup or your idea is a good fit to the Swiss Railways, get in touch with them at sbbstartup.com. It doesn't matter if you're an already established company or just have an idea, the dedicated team behind SBB Startup is here to help you and to evaluate the good fit to the Swiss Railways. In order to contact them, visit sbbstartup.com. Thank you very much for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed the content, we would be thrilled to receive your rating on Apple Podcasts. That way you not only support Swisspreneur, but also help other entrepreneurs discovering the show and finding more valuable information on how to run their businesses. Next week, we will already be back with an all new episode of the Swisspreneur Show. So we hope to see you again then for a new episode.